Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. This story that's going around this morning. 20 teachers and staff from St. Gerard's School in County Wicklow were vaccinated in the Beacon Hospital this week, significantly ahead of their place in the queue, so to speak, and the vaccine schedule. The private hospital in Sandyford, South Dublin, said the issue arose as there were 20 leftover vaccine doses on Tuesday evening. The Beacon Hospital immediately liaised with the HSE and the majority of the excess vaccines were subsequently used for the HSE staff who were redirected to the Beacon Hospital throughout the afternoon, according to a hospital spokesperson. Now, let me go, if I can, to John Brady, Sinn Féin TD for Wicklow. John, good afternoon to you. Hiya, Niall. How are you? A lot of consolation this morning. A lot of people very unhappy, thinking here's people skipping the queue. You know, here's somebody pulling a favour for somebody else because the kids happen to go to the school, etc., etc. There was a lot of places, if we really needed to use these doses, there was a lot of places closer that he could have walked into a local shop and said, OK, anybody over the age of 50, it's your turn. I mean, it could have been done better, I suppose. Absolutely. I think there's an awful lot of anger out there uh, today, Niall, and, and rightfully so too. And look, we know all of the difficulties in terms of the procurement of, of, of the vaccine, the rollout of the vaccine. We know that many people have very short notice um, in the, the high-up categories have had their appointments for the vaccine uh, cancelled at a very short notice. We know that there's people with underlying health issues. We know there's carers. We know there's so many people out there that are just waiting um, for the day that they can get clarity um, around when they're going to get the vaccine. So mm-hmm. I suppose waking up this morning to see that, um, you know, um, 20 vaccines had been administered uh, by the privately owned Beacon Hospital um, to uh, teachers in a privately a private uh, school um, 14 kilometres away. From, Which happens from the to be the school where the CEO of the Beacon Hospital's children Which go. Which happen, happens to be the school where, where the CEO's children go. I, I, I think really, really annoys people. And it, you know, well, I, it's I, kind I, of nepotism, I isn't it? Sense. It's nepotism and I think it's privilege looking after privilege and the well-heeled and the well-connected looking after each other. And I think it's everything that is, is, is wrong that someone, because of their connections, uh, can jump a, 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 a long queue of people more needy in terms of getting the, the, the vaccine. So there's. I mean, in their statement, okay, just to be fair to them, in their statement, they said, in keeping with the zero waste for policy, a decision was made to administer the leftover vaccines to teachers who were in a position to get to the centre within an exceptionally short time frame required because, what was it, they were nearby. No, but they weren't that near, by the way. I believe it's 14 kilometres from the Beacon to, mm-hmm. to Gerrard. So, I mean, they weren't that close. There was, I'm sure there was other schools which would have been closer if you really wanted to give it to teachers. Um, now, I mean, look, this is happening constantly. And I know it's fair to say, John, everybody's on tender hooks at the moment, particularly when it comes to vaccines, because the rollout is disappointing at best at the moment. And a lot of people are kind of saying, look, it's going to be next year by the time I get mine. And we probably just heard of the news there a few minutes ago that vaccine bonuses are on the way, i.e. that people may get to do certain things once they're vaccinated. And people are saying, well, hold on, I'm not on the list till next November or December. Am I going to be stuck not going on holidays, not going to a hotel? And I suppose those people, the teachers, just saw this as an opportunity to jump the queue. Yeah, look, I, I, I think people are living in hope and I, I think that hope is what is helping to get people through. And when people see, um, you know, through the, the vaccine allocation sequence and that is, is laid out by the National COVID Vaccination Programme, when and, and, and where they sit on it, um, you know, and, and, you know, we are currently at, at Category 4 now that, you know, 
um, frontline healthcare workers are, are, are getting their uh, vaccine. And we, we, we know, and look, I'm not getting into the rights or wrongs of where teachers are, are placed, but they're in category um, 11. Um, now, there's a whole other tier of, of people in between that, you know, carers, uh, people with underlying health issues, you know, people, even I've been contacted by people who have loved ones in the Beacon. Where are you? What floor. category are you in, John, by the way? Well, I, 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 I don't know. I, I've no underlying health issues or anything like that, thankfully. So, you okay, know, I, okay. I gladly wait uh, till, till, till the end. Um, but there's people, I, no, I, I was contacted by people who have loved ones in the Beacon Hospital, cancer patients. This, is, yeah, this is what I couldn't and, understand. And, 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 you know, yeah. they were completely overlooked. And if this was an isolated incident, you would say, fine. But there have been two high-profile previous cases in, 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 in uh, the but tomb the, and, John, and the But, John, this is not only happening in the hospitals. We saw, you know, officially, um, you know, admin staff who are working from home on finance in hospitals getting vaccinations, which mm-hmm. was completely unnecessary for the moment. I mean, that should have been all dealt with at the start, too. And that's done officially through the department and through the HSE, where you've got some girl or guy who's been working at home for the last six months, you know, who's an admin member of the staff of the HSE, who's never going to be in contact with members of the public, uh, getting a vaccine. Meanwhile, poor old Mary or Johnny at home, you know, who might have CF or might have uh, some other serious underlying condition, you know, it has to wait. Yeah, and look, th- th- this isn't pitting people against people or anything like that. Everyone is anxious. Everyone wants to get the the, the vaccine now. Um, and look, after those previous instances in the Rotunda and the Coombe Hospital, I mean, there was clear protocol in, in, in place in a situation where there was a, a surplus um, number of vaccines at, at the end of the day um, so that we wouldn't encounter a problem which we had previously where family members or mm. friends of friends were phoned up a short notice and offered the, the, the vaccine. And those protocols, and Paul Reid from the HSE even today reiterated that those protocols were circulated um, to all of the uh, vaccination centres um, continuously um, si- since January. So well, what, what is the policy? Now, I mean, look, I'm looking at what Paul Reid said this morning. He said he was extremely annoyed and frustrated. And he said, from my perspective, mm-hmm. from the HSE's perspective, there could be no ambiguity. So in other words, surely there should be a plan in place. The Beacon and other places like that should have a list of people as a backup. In other words, people who are not in this category, but next in the next category, who would be priority. Surely they would have a list that they would call at short notice, who live in Bray, for example, or who live in that locality or who are their local GP. Yeah. Certainly there's always, there should always be a plan for a backup list in case there's extra vaccines for no-shows. Absolutely, and that's the protocol that has been reiterated to the Beacon and all other vaccination centres. So where was that, the protocol? Uh, I mean, uh, well, has the CEO come out? I know then the school they, are not they, making comments. Well, I, I, I think the Beacon have said, you know, they put their hands up and said, look, we, 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 we didn't do it right, which I, I don't think um, is acceptable, um, that, you know, they should have had a, a plan in place, and you're right, I mean... <laughs> If they were to, you know, I suppose, go through whatever list they had and, and they couldn't find anyone in the Sandyford area um, mm. or anywhere in close proximity to the, the, the Beacon, there's, there's a school 150 metres away from, from, from Well, OK, from so he stepped outside um, protocol. You know, it's very obvious uh, he stepped outside protocol. It's very obvious his own kids go to the school and it's a private school, which is 14 kilometres away. If you really wanted to give it school, I believe there's a special needs school just up the bloody road, right? Absolutely. So in saying that, it's very obvious he stepped outside. So... You know, when politicians during Golfgate stepped outside the realms of the guidelines and other people uh, in the in, in any industry have stepped outside those guidelines, they've been asked to resign, step down. Do you think he should step down? 
Well, look, and, and, and this is where uh, I, I suppose there is a, a, a difficulty and when we're dealing with private hospitals, which I, I'm fundamentally opposed to the privatisation of, of healthcare. Um, I couldn't agree with you more. Of, 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 of vaccines through uh, those settings. So I think there's a, a bigger question that needs to be asked here. Um, and in, ter- in terms of asking someone who heads up a, a private organisation to step down, I mean, that's, you know, I, 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 I don't see how impactful that, that is going to be. But I, I suppose the question that needs to be asked, and, and we need the Minister for Health to, to, to break his silence here on this issue, um, the contract that is in place, what sanctions are in place for, um, you know, a, a situation like this where, um, you know, um, they breach um, an agreed protocol um, and that, you know, their mm-hmm. close connections are, are jumped up a, a list because of what we've clearly established um, the CEO's kids go to that particular school. Um, so what what um, uh, sanctions are in place in uh, a, a situation like that? And look, I mean, the Deacon hasn't covered itself in, in, in glory in terms of how they've dealt with uh, uh, COVID. We know they um, refused there was, there was, to a, there was the an issue at the time, in, yes, in, that's in right. In terms of making it available. So it's questionable as to how and, and why they got this, um, you know, the contract to roll out the vaccines in, in, in the first well, place. I, I don't dis- well, I know, I don't disagree with that. In fairness, I think we need to get them anywhere that can give them out. We need to be giving them out at this stage. For God's sake, in America, they're giving them out in the car parks of Walmart. I mean, they've in the United States, for example, they've already given out 37 vaccines per 100 people. In the UK, they've given out 48, I think, per 100 people at this stage. I mean, we're way behind the curve. So I think anything, anywhere we can give them out will certainly help, provided we can get the supply. But just, just moving away from that and I think everybody's annoyed about that today because as I said everybody at the moment is on the edge and I think it's fair to say everybody's mental health is causing this consternation as well we're just waiting for another story to pounce and jump on everybody and I find I, it in the absolutely. media and I, 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 this, I think this just sums up how the rollout of, of, of the vaccine but it's not just the vaccine and, and, and look I, I think you know the minister needs to speak out on this as does the school we haven't heard anything uh, from uh, the, the, the school they're refusing to comment and mm-hmm. I, I, I think there's a duty and an obligation absolutely and, and, I, and I would hope they would make a statement in, maybe in, this in afternoon that. because I, I, I okay. think it's completely wrong uh, that you know based on, 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 on privilege and there's so many other teachers out there you know and, and we're pitting um, workers against workers here that you know because of, of the connections within one school uh, some teachers can get a vaccine when other teachers you know are, are, are literally screaming out for it as well so and it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's it, John you know as well as I do this all comes down to the elite knowing the elite okay yeah, so. now okay it, it, just before you go John I mean obviously Hall Martin is going to be popping up onto the steps there probably next Thursday uh, to have a chat about what we do from April the 5th now a lot of people that I've spoken on the show, when I asked people, it was Monday night or Monday afternoon, how you're feeling. It was just a simple question, how you're feeling. And there's a percentage of the population have been disproportionately affected by COVID-19, i.e. you have a third of the population who have done financially very well out of this because the tech industries mm-hmm. and all the rest. You have a third of the population, like the public sector and yourself and myself, who haven't really been too badly affected by it at all. Mm-hmm. And then you've got a third of the population who run PUP payments and they've been decimated in the private sector. So the question really is, who's speaking for those people? They told me on the air, we voted for Sinn Féin because we wanted a difference. Mm-hmm. We wanted a change. But yet Sinn Féin are more or less singing from the same hymn sheet. They want this to continue. Sinn Féin even spoke recently, or somebody from Sinn Féin I heard on TV talking about zero COVID. I think that's off out of the ballpark mm-hmm. at this stage. But I mean, the Irish people now are tired. 
They're exhausted. They're frustrated. They want this to end. This whole idea today that they're now going to start walk-in test centres. I've never seen anything so bizarre in all my life. John, you have to agree this idea of a walk-in test centre where we want people who are asymptomatic. In other words, can healthy people please come and queue up so we can test you for COVID? This, all this is doing is adding to the numbers and the frustration that people are seeing every day that every time these case numbers go up, their hopes and dreams and the light at the end of the tunnel disappears again. And they don't believe there's a political party out there who are fighting for them, with the exception of a few independents who are standing up like Michael McNamara, Pat Tobin, um, and I spoke to uh, Senator Michael McDool the other day as well, who are standing yeah. up saying, it has to stop. It can't continue going on like this. John, what's your position on it now? Well, look, I, I, I think we've been very, very clear from, from, from the outset, Noel. And look, I absolutely appreciate the anger, the frustration um, that people are experiencing out there, the hardships. I'm, I'm very conscious that over 4,500 families have, have lost loved ones and, and many others are, are suffering from the effects of, 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 of COVID. But I, no, I, but leave, I leave COVID. Look, no, look at this as a net loss no, for people. And, and that's yes, absolutely, and that that's the point I was going to uh, touch on, on on now, Niall. And I appreciate that. Look, so many people have lost so much um, through actions that were foisted upon them um, through, I, I, I suppose, the good uh, the public health guidelines. Businesses closed down. Um, and there's absolute huge anger out there. And, and, but look, but look at the of, ramifications, you know, when, John. We've a million when, people when on waiting lists. A million people almost on waiting lists now. I mean, and, the number's and, gone up exponentially. And, and look, and, and you know, I, I suppose people need to ensure that their anger and, and frustration doesn't boil into, you know, pointing that anger in the wrong place. Opening up is not the solution. We need the proper support. We, we, well, we okay, need but here, John, a proper roadmap. Okay, let, let, me, let me put this to you. There's been numerous reports out now, both in the United States and the UK, in relate the Lancet only recently as well. There was one from Stanford, Stanford University published reports that analysed countries around the world with different levels of restrictions, uh, different types of lockdowns. And the conclusion they came to was that lockdowns don't work. That when you look at the ramifications to not only the economy, to people's non-COVID health, and you look forward into the future at the unquantifiable debts and hardship and despair that it causes, it is not worth it. It, is, it doesn't make any sense. But yet nobody seems to be listening to that and we're willing to still put the country on pause which will eventually run out of money and we can't keep doing that forever. But we're willing to continue to do this. There's been no, in many countries, lockdowns versus no lockdowns. There's no correlation in the amount of cases. It yeah. still happens anyway. Unfortunately, we're living with a virus. And look for, for, for that one report that you referenced there. And I, it's not one, there's many, there's well, many reports. Well, yeah. and, and there's many other reports that show that, you know, lockdowns do work. But the can critical you, can you send me a link to one? And, 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 well, look, uh, it's, I think they're I'd well like to read publicised it. now. And look, I, I think the key point here is the supports that people need aren't being made available. I've spoken to so many businesses there that over the course of the last year, their business has been forcibly closed down um, due to the public health guidelines, um, you know, and, and, and they have received pittance in support from the government. And that's the key, one of the key problems here. Um, absolutely, there's huge issues in, in, in terms of people um, accessing, I suppose, the, the health care that they need. Um, that doesn't mean we open everything up. We need a plan in place from the government to ensure that 
the cancer patient. So what, so what is the plan? We've been, we've been, okay, we've been talking about a plan since last year. And, and there is no plan. I mean, even Boris Johnson, I'm not a fan of Boris Johnson, but Boris is there. He's given dates. He's telling people they can do this. He's hoping on this date we will do that. And he's, and he's adamant there will be no returning to lockdowns. Northern Ireland more or less have said the same thing as well. They have a plan for reopening to some degree. Sinn Féin up there have been more proactive than they have been down here. But mind you, their vaccine rollout is flying up there. But what is the plan? I mean, what are you, what are you hoping Michal is going to say when he stands on the steps next Thursday, possibly? What are you hoping he's going to say? Well, look, I, I, I hope he has good news in terms of the rollout of, of, of the vaccine. Um, obviously, there's that's, huge... That's not, we, we, we know that, John. We know um, we have, I have that in front of me here, the rollout look, of the vaccine. Yep, yeah, absolutely. And you're asking me what I hope he, he will say. That's what I hope he, he, he will say. But what about I, the restrictions? We need to, we, we, absolutely. We need to look at the restrictions, but we also need to be conscious and, and cognizant of the public health advice. Should we remove the 5K? Should we remove the 5K? Because there is no other country using this 5K limit. No other country. Ireland has had the longest lockdown, with the exception of mm-hmm. Cuba. We have the longest lockdown in the world. Should we remove the 5K, which is a massive restriction on people's lives? Well, look, I, I, I think, and I have always, and as have Sinn Féin, we've always taken the lead uh, from the public health experts. Um, and look, people are arguing that, you know, we should I'm open asking everything. You, up. John, I'm not I'm asking Nephis. I, 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 I'm saying clearly, Niall, I will take my lead. So, our ne- so, you're, so what we're saying is um, Neffet are running anyone, the country. And, and, and anyone asking us to open everything up when numbers are, are still at four or 500 uh, cases uh, per, per, per day, or fatalities are, are, are still... If the, if, but if we still... I, I think that okay. would ultimately undermine <laughs> everything, the huge sacrifices that everyone have made over the last um, the, 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 the last 12 months or, or so. Now. Okay, so, if, so what, what, I want to just clarify then. So if it next week we're still at five or 600 cases, which according to Leo Varadkar and Neffert, we most likely will be uh, by next Thursday. We could be at more, actually, because the numbers are starting to go back up again, even though we're in lockdown. So you're telling me that if those cases remain the same, we should remain doing what we're doing, because it would reverse everything. No, I, 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 I think we need to look at the supports, the government supports for businesses. We need to look at mental health supports. We, 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 we yeah, need to look at... No, I, I, I am answering the questions, uh, Niall. The, tell the people of Ireland that Sinn Féin... Tell the people of Ireland that Sinn Féin... at this point, Niall, okay. um, it, it isn't acceptable. There needs to be the supports. If people are, are asked and told they have to keep... Their well, you're not listening to the people. Down, no, hey, John, be, John, before, be okay, 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 before you go. I'm, no, 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 let me, no, let me just say, before we run out of time people, here, I, you're I not listening to the people, John. You're not... Politicians in this country right now at the moment are not living in the real world. No, but listen, John, John. They're not living in the real world. Because as much as we all care about public health, that absolutely let's protect the vulnerable. The majority of people in this country are exhausted. They're complacent. Very few people are following the guidelines at this stage. Most people are going outside their 5K. Most people are meeting friends and family. They're doing it because they have to, because they're human beings, John. At least give them something and say Sinn Féin would be in favour of removing the 5K. That would be something. It would be some little green shoot, some little bit of gaslighting just to make them see this light at the end of the tunnel. Because they're losing it. You're losing the support of the people. Do do, do politicians not see that? Well, look, I I, I think... um the government runs the risk of, of losing the support of, of many, many people due to primarily the mixed messaging um, that is, is coming from them and the lack of a clear and coherent plan and a lack of 
the supports that businesses and, and, and people need in, in terms of access to healthcare, mm-hmm. in, ter- in terms of access to government supports for, for, for their businesses, um, in, in, in terms of, you know, e- even fundamental and, and, and basic things. So and I, I get all that, and I, and I, and I agree with it. I agree with everything you're saying, John. And that is what is adding to okay. the anger and the frustration. But you're not answering my question. You're not answering my question. And look, we will take <laughs> our lead um, and have consistently done so based on, 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 on the... Come on, John, I'm working with you here. I'm working with you here and I'm agreeing with everything you're saying. I'm even suggesting to you that people in this country voted for Sinn Féin. And if there's another election tomorrow and you ran more candidates, most likely you get into government. You know that. So what I'm saying is they want leadership. They want something different. There are people in this country, they support the public guidelines. They support everything. But they're saying, give us a break. We're the only country in the world who's restricted our citizens to walk in three miles from their home. They're saying, give us a break. Let us go and, you know, visit a local park or a beach or something or something nice coming into the summer months they're giving, just looking for a light at the end of the tunnel and the politicians are not listening to them they can't keep doing this forever to people who are human I mean that's all they're asking John is that Sinn Féin or some party give them some support yeah. and, and, and look I mean Sinn Féin and Niall have, have been consistent in, in their support and standing up for, for, for the needs of, of the people in, in, in the real world but then drop the 5k uh, for, 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 from the get go Niall and I, 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 I think, unfortunately, the government hasn't listened to that, nor indeed have they listened to uh, the advice coming from from Nefford in terms of any references there, even in terms of mandatory quarantining, in which they had asked for uh, 12 months ago. And it's only at this late stage they do a, a kind of a, a piecemeal where it's only okay, a, okay. A, a handful of... But, but John, John, all I'd say is up north, you know, you haven't implemented the five kilometre and never have up north. There's reasons for that too, politically. Otherwise, you, it's never been in, implemented up north and it has made no difference whatsoever. The 5K is not making any difference down here comparison to the north. There is no five kilometre up the north. They have never had a restriction apart from the week after Christmas on the travel of people. You, you, you appreciate the complexities around shared or, or, or the... Uh you know, the executive... Um, and I, I appreciate that. But I'm, what, I'm, what I'm saying to you is the evidence, the evidence is there that it has made no difference in the North. Parties, uh, do not um, agree I, I know, or adhere I know, to I know. the so I know the political history up there, John. I, all I'm saying to you is when you look at the North and look at the South, the five kilometre has made no difference in the relation to the amount of cases, the ups and downs of cases. The five kilometres made no difference. They haven't done it in the North, but yet we're doing it down here. The longest lockdown in the world next to Cuba. Think about that, John, for one minute and think about how people are feeling. And all I'd say to you is that you recommend with your party that we remove the five kilometre. I'm not saying extend it to eight or ten. Remove it. Okay, so look, John, I have to go, and we'll I appreciate it. We'll, we'll listen to the public health advice, as, as we said a number of times. And yeah. Look, I mean, okay, I, okay. I, 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 I'm not going to be making a decision as, as to what's going to happen. Unfortunately, in many regards, that will come down to uh, the government, and we've okay. expressed our concerns around a whole range of, of areas that need to be addressed in, in, in terms of supports for real people in, in, in the real world. Um, and that's where the focus needs to be to okay. make sure that okay. the sacrifices that have been made over the last 12 months aren't uh, needlessly uh, wasted. Okay, listen, John, I appreciate you coming on the air and I appreciate you taking a bit of slack too. Thank you very much. Thanks, All, right. All right, All right, right cheers, bye. bye. There you go, John Brady, Sinn Féin, uh, TD for the local area in relation to St. Gerard's. And this is the school, of course, who got the vaccination, uh, 20 leftover vaccinations for their teachers in the, from the Beacon Hospital. Unacceptable. It is nepotism. He's right on that point. Absolutely. Uh, nepotism for the elite. Now, I have a lot of messages, by the way, here coming in here. 
a lot of reaction to that. So let's just play one or two of them if I can here. All right, let me see. We'll start at number one. Always the best way to do things, isn't it, I suppose? Hey, Niall, I uh, just wanted to drop you a quick note. I love the show. Um, it's just about the vaccine rollout and the hospital giving the vaccines to teachers. It's an absolute disgrace. And can the people who get the vaccines, do they not have a list that they have to provide to say we have 20 people that need the vaccines and they're all going to be there on Friday and Saturday and we're going to need the 20 vaccines? Or do these just arrive and, you know, if they spare, they can do what they like with them. Um, I'm in cohort seven along with my dad because we have pre-existing conditions. Um, I've basically stayed at home since last March. Um, my dad is a transport driver, uh, uh, has a pre-existing condition, putting himself at risk because he has to work. And then to find out something like this today when we're a little further down the list, but waiting on a call each day that passes, it's a disgrace. And it just makes me so angry, lose faith with the whole system. Thanks, Niall. Yeah, and you know what? You're right. But if this whole thing had been done properly, it wouldn't have mattered about 20 teachers. Do you understand what I'm saying? I think it's wrong. I get what you're saying. It's nepotism. And there are people out there more deserving of those vaccines, particularly at this current time, who want them. But if we weren't in this situation where we're all scrambling like they're little pots of gold, uh, we wouldn't all be fighting over it. That's really the bottom line. Oh, you know, it? yeah, just listening to the old vaccine scandal again. It seems like a mirror image of what went on in the kiln. But you know what really pisses me off about it? I don't begrudge anybody anything. But they did they travel over five kilometres to get from Wicklow or wherever they lived to the Beacon Hospital? And if they did, their name should be supplied to the guards and find them 500 euro each and give it to charity. And if they're entitled to a second vaccine, they should pay a £1,000 each. What price do you put on a life? Old people being left out in the cold again. Absolute shambles and shameful. Cheers, Morris. Couldn't agree with you more, Morris, but the problem is because it's for medical reasons, you are allowed to travel outside the 5K. And to answer your question, the school is 14 kilometres away from the Beacon Hospital. Now, let's see if this has opened a can of worms, because what I can see here, Noel, is um, we're living in a time where children are getting predictive grades from their teachers and leave insert. So the CEO's children's teachers are being looked after. Is it a case of you scratch my back and I'll scratch yours? Typical Irish cronyism. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, a lot of cronyism. There's always, sure, the nod and winkery has been going on in this country for 30 years. Niall, Joanna here. Whilst I'm glad that it wasn't wasted and thrown in the bin, you know, instead of looking after their own, why didn't they just give it to, um, you know, like the fire brigade, you know, frontline workers instead of their own? It's always the same way. It's not what you know, it's who you know. Uh, Joanna, sorry, I can't come on. All right, well, there you go. A lot of people, by the way, reacting to that story today. Look, I could bring in a million callers and everybody's going to say the same thing. It's cronyism. It's wrong. It was done wrong. And the reason we all feel like that is because the government have put this put us in this position because of bad negotiations from the very start in relation to getting the vaccines outside of the EU. We're only entitled to 1.1%. We'll talk about that in our vaccine watch just after one o'clock today. Um, and it's also shocking, yes, a lot of people reacted to the fact that John wouldn't answer the question I asked him about 20 times, which is, would he recommend that we lose the 5K? We're the only country who still has this restriction in place, this five kilometre restriction. As I mentioned already, in Northern Ireland, there is no 5K. There hasn't been a 5K for one week after Christmas. There was a curfew where they asked people to stay at home. Aside from that, people are still driving around, going about their business. Yes, they're not in work. Yes, they have retail clothes. But it has made no difference to the, the amount of cases and to the trends of cases up and down. None whatsoever. 
So the 5K seems to be pointless. It seems to be just a control feature. And a lot of people are now very disappointed the Irish government won't get rid of it. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.